Hello and welcome back to another eBlitz Town Hall slash podcast event. Uh, as always, we thank you for listening. If you're listening to On This Demand, we really appreciate it. And if you ever do want to get involved in the live uh, function of this, then you can join our Discord server. All links are in the description below. And obviously as well, check out the eBlitz app. Um, links will be in the description below for that as well. But today I'm joined by Mike from the start. How you doing, mate? Unfortunately, Aaron can be here. Yeah, he's in a meeting. He will be joining us, though. But yeah, are you doing well, man? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Microphone's working this week. That always helps. That's definitely a help. <laughs> yeah, that's great to hear, man. Um, thanks for joining us. And obviously joining us because our special guest is here. It's YouTube and streamer Emma Lind. How are you doing, Emma? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time, obviously, to join us. I know it's pretty early because you're in the States, so I <laughs> really appreciate oh, that's that. That's all good. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I for people who don't know, I used to do a little bit of a podcast and obviously I had you on back in the day and then we had a really good mm -hmm. chat about Mass Effect. So I thought, oh, yeah, yeah and, I, and I know that you've now completed the trilogy, is that correct? Oh, yeah. I am partially through Andromeda, and I've read almost all the Mass Effect books at this point. I have sufficiently steeped myself in these games. Wow. You've gone full in because that's oh, even yeah. more than me. I mean, I love the game, but <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're already gone in way deeper than me on that one. That's cool. Um, I think with, uh, with that, like I said, that's how we got talking. So I thought I'd get you on mm -hmm. and uh, obviously have some Q&As because that's what we do every uh, week. Every Friday, we look to have a guest on around 2 p.m., 3 p.m. GMT, where we ask questions, obviously, and get their answers. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some fun doing it as well. So, Emma, let's jump in with the first question I've got down here for you. And it is, um, sure what was the first game that really got you into gaming? So what, what's that standout memory? So I didn't grow up playing video games. I didn't really play a game on my own until I was like in my early 20s. And that game was World of Warcraft. My college roommate played. And um, she actually would only play in her bedroom because she was embarrassed. At, like at that point, I didn't know like... She thought people were being judgmental, that women shouldn't be in gaming, et cetera, et cetera. But her boyfriend came over a lot and would just play out on the couch. And yeah. he played a Tauren druid. And I love cats, as as y'all know. <laughs> and so he would just run around in cat form all the time. And so, of course, I was like, oh, my God, what are you playing? And so I would sit and watch him. And eventually my roommate came over and she's like, hey, uh, you realize that you could be a pretty elf lady and have a cat. And I was like, no, you're kidding me. <laughs> and and that's it. That's history. I've been playing World of Warcraft. Well, not lately. But <laughs> from that point onward. <laughs> that's what got you hooked. Oh, yeah. And I just, I fell in love with gaming and specifically with very story-driven RPGs. Yeah. It's a great genre to get into. Um, World of Warcraft, the game I actually haven't played before. I've, maybe, oh, my goodness. Maybe I'm missing out. Well, Luke, you I mean, could be a not pretty lately. elf lady too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And there are so many varieties of pretty elf ladies to choose from these days. Well, but yeah, no. Uh, wait for the merger to go through, and then maybe they'll put out some better expansions than the last two. The last two were pretty not lovely. N not not a fan then of the last two. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. But there's always classic. If yeah. you like the well, I guess it for you it wouldn't be. No, nostalgia. it wouldn't be nostalgia. No, completely new. <laughs> oh man that could hook me in though right 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think more people are playing classic right now. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, the people that are still playing it and not boycotting it. <laughs> um, more people are playing classic right now than um, retail. So, Right. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to start looking into stuff like that because I feel like I probably missed out a little bit there because that does strike me as something I actually would really enjoy. Um, but yeah, so obviously we touched on that and, I, and I'll quickly say as well for anyone who is listening that if you do have questions, then get them in into the uh, town hall chats on our server and Mike will at the end ask them to Emma. So definitely make sure you get them in. And uh, yeah, so obviously we touched on what got you into gaming, Warcraft, and... Yeah. We then have what's your best gaming memory slash highlight? So what's something that stands out for you that you like, you know, the you think back and you're like, yeah, that was a great moment. Oh my gosh. Um, almost anything in the Mass Effect franchise. Um, I got to play for the first time ever, almost just I mean, I finished three maybe a month ago, two months ago. Oh, it's fresh and then. I got to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got to play them back to back, which um, a lot of people don't get to experience because, you know, usually there's wait times in between games. But that was such a treasure, making those relationships with crewmates, going along on your narrative, getting really immersed in the universe. And God, Mass Effect as a game just has so much delicious lore and the world building is so good and they do such a great job at letting you feel like this is your story this is your shepherd and man i made a a trilogy chat video where we like sat down on stream and discussed my entire playthrough after the fact and um god there were so many good moments um i made sure to edit in as many of them as i could but God, if there was one specific moment, um, yeah, there the is a lot to choose from, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard um, because I'm reading the third Mass Effect book right now. I think it's Mass Effect uh, Retribution, mm -hmm. um, and Kai Lang features in that one. And so, what's standing out in my mind right now is um, spoilers, uh, real quick for anyone who hasn't played Mass Effect Three. <laughs> When you go in and infiltrate the Cerberus headquarters and you have that confrontation with him and Shepard sits down at the terminal and she's plinking away on the keyboard and he comes up behind her. Mm -hmm. And I did not choose the Renegade Interrupt. I will be doing that next time on my Legendary Edition. Um, but she whips around and she skewers him in the gut with her Omniblade and she says, that's for Thane. And I, I like ghost romance Thane. I romance Liara officially, but I just uh, was looking respectfully at Thane the entire time. <laughs> very <And> respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> very respectfully. And I wasn't sure that she was going to remember him in that moment. And so I say, that's for Thane. And then a half second later, Jennifer Hale comes in and repeats the phrase and i just i just lost it on stream i was just overwhelmed that she remembered thane in that moment after all of his sacrifice and after i've been simping after this character for two mass effect games in its entirety so that was so memorable for me as a player it was yeah. it was such a gripping moment it's always good as well isn't it when the the writing kind of Oh does my gosh. that for you where you think oh that's it's exactly so what good. i just said you actually said exactly. it exactly <laughs> i love when that happens i think it's only happened like verbatim twice um 
I walked in to say hi to Kasumi once, and I just like, hey, Kasumi. And she immediately goes, hey, Shepard. And we were on the <laughs> stream, and I just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, of course, the one with Fane. Oh, no, the, the timing was so perfect. It was, it was amazing. So many good memories from the Mass Effect franchise. Yeah. There's someone such as myself who's never played Mass Effect. Oh, man. I know. Oh. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just leave now. That's all I had to say. <laughs> no, so there are also books about it too. Would you recommend reading oh, the books yeah. first or playing the game first? I'm kind of a literature snob. So um, they're not, I do have to disclaim that they're not like wonderful standalone. Don't get me, they'd be entertaining. But if you don't know anything about the Mass Effect universe, you're like, why do I care about these people? Oh, okay, yeah, this is a thing, but um, all right. They really kind of base the entire set, there's three of them, on knowing the lore ahead of time. They do explain some things, but it definitely helps to have already been very familiar with the different alien races, the different locations, some of the main characters. Um, they do give little um, references to Shepard, but most of this stuff occurs completely outside what you experience in the actual games. So they're really just kind of like amazing fillers. They just flesh out the universe a little better. They add some really great narrative fluff if you're into that um oh definitely <laughs> oh my god also um there's so much good stuff about anderson if you are a fan of space dad and you absolutely. will be <laughs> oh oh yeah like i don't know how somebody can play through these games and not just absolutely adore anderson oh, fantastic character yeah definitely one of the the favorites and mike i mean we haven't plugged game pass for a while but me and you usually <laughs> sit around they're like yeah we love game pass and i believe the legendary edition is on there so oh Ooh, amazing i know what i'm doing for the rest of the day then <laughs> absolutely 100%. highly recommended Just do it <laughs> yeah how long is the um the story mode for i guess all three games oh wow um, it's great regardless of the way absolutely oh my goodness there's so many different ways you can, I mean, there's so many characters to romance. There's so many different backgrounds to take classes to try out. It's, it's incredibly replayable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. I definitely echo that. And you'll get a lot of time out of it if you want as well. So yeah, for sure. Um, obviously we're talking a lot about Mass Effect because if people Sorry. don't know, <laughs> no, no, that, that, I was going to say, because if people don't know, I mean, Emily does and has been streaming a lot and that's how i stumbled mm -hmm. across your channel on youtube as well was from that and i wanted to ask how come you decided to get into mass effect so you know what was the reason for that this is um not my most shining moment um i started out with dragon age um inquisition actually it's one of the first single players i got into other than skyrim and um I'm easily lured into these games with, you know, pretty elves, as as I have demonstrated <laughs> throughout my gaming history. Yeah. And so it was really not my jam to try out a space opera. And all of the people who were watching my Dragon Age Let's Plays were like, Emma, you really need to try out Mass Effect. If you like Dragon Age, you will like Mass Effect. And I was like, oh, I'm not into space. And they're like, look, all the same elements that you love about Dragon Age are there. There's just 
space elves. They're blue instead of, <laughs> you know, with pointy ears. Yep. And I was like, all right. And of course, here I am. And I just love it to pieces. Well done, well, well done those people, I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Dragon Ages is also a, a great series, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for me, Mass Effect is the is the one. So, I, you know, I applaud them. I think they steered you in a great direction, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously when you get into Mass Effect and, and now that you've finally um, completed the series, uh, like you said, what, uh, a couple of months back. Yeah. Have you got a favourite character from the franchise who, I know obviously you mentioned Space Dad Anderson, but I feel yes, like some, one him. of your companions, maybe? Um... Oh man, I have a lot of favorites. Um, I I really just they develop the characters so well throughout the franchise, and it really works to Bioware's benefit that you get to interact with the same characters throughout the games, where you can really build connections with them. God, it's so hard. Um, it really is a tough one for people who haven't played it. There, there's so many good characters, right? And they do such a good job of even if a character is not particularly your cup of tea, it doesn't mean they're a bad character. They just don't necessarily resonate with you, but they provide a lot of really good perspective of different things that are going on in the world, um, different cultures. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, hmm, let's see. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention Thane. I really would be. Um, I literally have the body pillow in my living room. Um I have Keith, Keith Farley, who's the voice actress for, a uh, voice actress, the voice actor for Thane. Um, I have a signed print of his. Oh, very nice. So, um, yeah, I, w- I definitely have to mention Thane, but for favorites, God, but there's also Liara, you know, but there's also, there's also Garrus. God, it's, it's, it's very difficult. I don't know if you remember and, last time, uh, but me yes. and my co-host said at the time we were talking about Garrus, and you weren't yeah. a massive fan. Because I think at that point, had you played just the first one? Yeah, I was still in Mass Effect 1, and there's a writer overhaul in 2, mm-hmm. and Patrick Weeks actually takes over the writing for Garrus, and oh my God, the difference. Garrus is, is very best boy, my best friend in the whole galaxy. He goes everywhere with me. Like, Shepard. Oh, you know, there's no Shepard without Vicarian. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got I to definitely admit, did a 180. Yeah, Garrus for me, and <laughs> Sud at the time as well, was, was our favorites. And he still is my favorite. So I was, I was kind of so glad to hear that he's won you over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I really do love that um, we have these like hot takes like that because it really just shows how good the writing is that you can take somebody who isn't necessarily palatable to everybody at first. And then like he's arguably the fan favorite character out of the entire franchise at the end of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so good. I mean, I honestly was the same way about Thane. We went in to do his recruitment mission, and I'm like, oh, who is this wannabe Batman? Like, <laughs> what, what is this? And oh, I, let me tell you, I changed my perspective pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, Thane, he does have a lot of depth, doesn't he, to his character. Oh, he my gosh. He becomes a really cool c- companion to have. I can't wait to romance him because apparently there's so much more to that 
if you get to romance him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, I was tried and true, faithful to Liara, so I didn't romance anyone into... Just respectfully looked, which is fine. <laughs> yes, yes. Respectfully, respectfully from a distance. <laughs> so if I had to then put you on the spot, who who do you have a favorite? Or is it just you like too many, so many too much um, that it's hard to pick? Oh, God. It is, it is super hard to pick. But if I have to like... If I have to choose one. Yeah, Mike's making you choose, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. to know who to look out for. <laughs> It'd have to be Thane. I, oh God, I'm just Thane. such a fangirl for him. It, write this down he's just on so well done. He's like, well, and I love it because, God, I'm just really playing into the stereotype right now. He was specifically written and designed to appeal to women. Um, there are some really great articles back when um, Two was released and some since then uh, that kind of chronicle the journey that developers were going on to try to make a romance option that really, really resonated with women. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of difficult because they were going through and designing an alien, right? And so you have to like have you know visual cues as well as interactions and dialogue that were going to going to be appealing to women and apparently they just really sucked at it initially <laughs> they would keep showing their designs and their like draw ups for dialogue and women were like oh my god what like no gross and so <laughs> they worked super hard and eventually got the perfect product in my opinion i so. uh, i never knew that that's that's really oh interesting goodness. oh yeah yeah oh yeah so they managed um, to they managed to win people over as well in the end because oh Thane is goodness, a beloved yeah. character. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was really impressed and very thankful that they were trying to do that in the first place. Um Jennifer Hale actually talks a lot about how great Mass Effect was uh for women in gaming. Um she cited some numbers and of course I can't remember them at the moment. It's one of the um in seven day mm -hmm. cast reunions that they've been doing lately the last two years. Yeah, and she was talking about how more women got into gaming with the Mass Effect franchise than ever before that. And That's really cool. She was so proud of it, and I just love her for that. She's so great. Yeah, and and she does a fantastic job as well as Shepard. Oh my god! Yeah. It's I feel bad because Mark Mir is amazing. He's such a great guy. He does such an amazing job, but there's just something about Fem Shep. And apparently, she was the original Shepherd, the original Shepherd before they decided to do, like, an option to play as either one. The original Shepherd was Fem Shep. Really? And they buck yeah, they buckled to pressure from the overlords that be, whoever it happened to be, mm -hmm. and uh, they made it where you could choose whether to be bro Shep or Fem Shep. That's interesting. Again, there's something I didn't know. And uh, I think, you know, when I think back now, if I played through as Fem Shep from the start, I, it definitely wouldn't have, like, hampered my experience. Because I, I, feel, I feel like both of them really well like you were touching on, so I, I would get enjoyment mm -hmm. out of both, for sure. So it's really interesting. Yeah, she's, wow, she's so talented. Yeah, she's doing a fantastic job. And his, you know, that's definitely uh, kudos to her there for that. That was uh, yeah, really well done. What about mm -hmm. 
What about then putting you on the spot? For the fate, your favorite. I know. I, I, I'm just. Mike keeps telling me no, you gotta good, keep putting you on the spot. <laughs> you're totally good. <laughs> well, which is the fate? Which is your favorite Mass Effect game? Oh my god, we were literally just talking about this the other day. Um, I when I had my trilogy chat, I I hadn't made up my mind yet, and Mass Effect Two, its birthday was literally like two days ago. It's like twelve years. And so I was like trying to parse that out a little better. And I am so at a loss <laughs> because two, you have so much character development. You spend so much time with these amazing people, getting to know them, doing cool shit and just, you know, having a fucking good time with your friends. Mm-hmm. And then you get into three and, and they hit you hard. Um, I'm trying not to like spoil too much. So my, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. have to mute myself otherwise. <laughs> No, 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 you're totally good. Um, I'm definitely trying to be delicate so that you will still be able to play without any, like, huge spoilers. But the narrative is, the narrative's different in 3. But I appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that the journey that you go on in 3, it hits harder because it's meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In good and bad ways. And so it's 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 so hard. It's like fun time with friends or like the culmination to this journey that you've been on for so long and you've worked so hard to get here and do what you need to do. God. God. Okay, so we're going to do the same thing with, with Bane. Um, it's going to be what am I feeling today? Um, we're going to go <laughs> with three today because I'm still super emotional about the last... Uh, the last bit of Mass Effect 3. Can I ask, without, obviously, you know, spoilers, um, without spoilers, sorry, what was your thoughts on the end? Were you satisfied with that? Because I, I don't know, well, you probably do know, to be fair, because you probably had enough people in your community telling you as well, but at the at the mm-hmm. time, it was not received very well. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I, I thankfully, you know, because it's so many years later, I did play with all the additions mm-hmm. and... Um, fixes so um i i felt very content i think in my ending uh it fit the way i played my playthrough and i did as much good as i could possibly do mm-hmm. um i know that a lot of people did not like the uh, the options that they were presented with um, which makes sense. You go on a journey and you're very attached and um, sometimes big change is hard. I, as a writer, I feel like it was a very appropriate culmination to the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do this. I know so it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that a lot of people didn't, I mean, there were some valid complaints, right? Without a lot of the cutscenes at the end, I, I too would be at a loss, kind of confused. Um, you need to give it a good send off, right? You've you've grown with these characters, you've fought and bled and cried with these characters, and so there needs to be more fanfare. So I definitely agree that the inclusion of those cutscenes was very necessary. Um, but I know a lot of. Um, Hmm, how are we going to talk about that? Um, yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it, to be fair? <laughs> avoiding spoilers uh, for Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's... God. Um, 
You know the bit I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, people were upset with that. I wasn't upset with it. I think that that's a very real world scenario. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure how much more I can say without uh, inadvertently tinting yeah. um, poor Mike on his, on his journey. And I really don't want to do that because I was so fortunate to play through Blind and it's, it's such a phenomenal experience and it's really so much better when you get to experience it on your own. Like I'll never, I'll never forgive the people in my chat for ruining. Um, oh no, I can't talk about that either. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a a return character in two that I. Oh, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and they just like whole ass in my stream, and I I guess some people forget that I'm an attorney sometimes, and so I'm literally trained to like issue spot. And use context clues and stuff like that to interpret information. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I figured it out while they were just discussing it. And like, I mean, granted, it was people being excited for the reveal, but uh, they were trying to be clever and coy and I figured it out. And we uh, we had to make some sweeping changes to our moderating team. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Because <clears throat> yeah. some of the spoilers, yeah, it, it, you definitely would prefer to go in blind and essentially um because like you touched on you got to play them back to back because obviously you know mm -hmm. you didn't play them when they first came out and i actually did the same i was able to play them back back to back amazing but i had the caveat of a few friends talking about like they were talking about the ending before i was playing the game if you know what i mean so oh, kind of no yeah so like we're just kind of having a chat and i'm out with them and they start talking about it and i'm like oh i don't really care you know don't play it but then like roll on a year later i'm playing it i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i kind of yeah know what happened here <laughs> yeah it's so, so unfortunate it was unfortunate but you know mike but they weren't you're in the clear to be malicious by any mean yeah yeah sorry thanks mike for your patience nope, much appreciated <laughs> thanks for not spoiling anything no 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 i i definitely value um being able to go through these things blind i will absolutely fight for your right to do so <laughs> yeah i really appreciate it and i'm confident that you're really gonna like it as well so <laughs> so good yeah it really is and i'm looking forward to to talking with you as well mike about it and um, when it comes to the mm -hmm. second one though i mean a lot of people uh, i say a lot of people is <laughs> i'm going off what i've kind of read i don't know i don't know how <laughs> accurate it is but i feel like most people's favorites the second one I uh, yes i definitely feel that way too it's so it's so lovable right it's just like fun time with friends a hundred percent. I see that. Um, and I definitely understand why three might be uh, more difficult for people to love as much. Um, also, um, Citadel, Citadel DLC, it's it's just perfect. Oh, it's so um, good. Oh, my God. It's, it's the absolute best. So I feel like sometimes people forget or they're just salty about ME3 mm -hmm. and they don't want to take Citadel into consideration or the other DLC, which is also very, very good. Man. But yeah, I understand why people are grumpy because those should have been included with the game when it came out. Yeah. It definitely is a lot less of a fulfilling experience if you have to wait and play those afterwards. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that would have been a bit weird, wouldn't it? Now looking back, because mm -hmm. we have that, obviously, at that advantage. Um, by the way, so obviously as well, uh, way back when when we were 
last chatting about Mass Effect, you were playing obviously through on the, the PC, but the mm-hmm. Legendary Edition was coming out. Did you end up completing both original games, the two and three? I I just finished um, one, two, and three as is. I did right. not play the Legendary Edition. Um, I was going to go back on my own and play it, but my community is really wanting me to play it on stream again. And so I have been uh, um, coerced into going through the (laughs) entire thing all over again. Um, But it's kind of cool because now I'll get to see all the nice changes that they've made and... And that gives me an opportunity to make a lot of different choices. It definitely does. Which I'm excited to see for some of them. Some of them are going to be really hard to make. Because um, I definitely play very Paragon. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not just like as a standard without thinking about it. But that just tends to be the way that I approach the narrative. I definitely have made some Renegade interrupts. Uh, looking at you. Um, what was his name? The Admiral, um, oh no, uh, not Hackett, Hackett, no, 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 um, Quarian. Oh, not Ron. yeah, I, you know, you I know, know Han Garrel, oh, that there fucker. You go. <laughs> yeah, Han yeah. Garrel, he deserved that. Yeah, some people definitely deserve the Renegade choice in uh, yeah. throughout Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, weirdly, I was kind of same as you, I. I've played through Mass Effect now a good few times, but I just always mm-hmm. seem to lean towards Paragon. Don't know why. I just, I haven't really done a full Renegade playthrough yet, but I'm told oh that it's really fun. I I do hear that there's some really great line delivery in Renegade. I'm just going to have to like steal myself and choose them. Um, maybe not for my companion's. Because there's apparently one where you're like, Tally's trying to talk to you about something, and you literally just brush her off, and you're like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Mm. And she just, like, her little demeanor crumples, and she, like, hangs her head and turns around and leaves. And you're just like, how? How could you do that to her? I know. What, you terrible person. How <laughs> dare. Yeah, because she's such a nice character as well. Right? Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think I'll manage to be renegade to my friends. I'm going to just shoot for if I am like compulsory renegade mm-hmm. just for the decision tree ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. Some of those options would be tough with the companions for sure. It's just yeah. it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't. But um, yeah. Well, Mike, you're definitely going to have to play. And uh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Probably where we're going to leave Mass Effect chat as well, unless it crops back mm-hmm. up later on with some of the questions. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But um, one obviously we touched on, well, you touched on a little bit, Emma, was um the fact that you were playing Dragon Age. So obviously, I mm-hmm. thought, oh, well, I already knew that anyway that you know you got into that game and that franchise, and I and I wanted to ask you what what was it that drew you in with dragon age and, and which has been your favorite dragon age game to play because you said you started with inquisition did you go back mm-hmm. and play the older ones after that i did um the my like content creation career started with dragon age origins because i inadvertently played inquisition first which is the third mm-hmm. game in the franchise and i just i just didn't know that there were other games um again it was the only single player i had even looked at besides Skyrim and it very much fit 
what I was accustomed to in gaming, which is really high fantasy, um, lots of exploration, getting to talk to people. And so it was just me kind of slowly branching out from World of Warcraft. And um, I was just immediately sucked into Dragon Age Inquisition. I just love it to pieces. And so, of course, when I finished that, I was like, well, oh, no, there are two other games before that. And so went back, play them. And I'm playing Inquisition over again right now um, because it's an entirely different game now that I have all the reference and the lore. Yeah, and, and oh, my God, everything in between. Now, codex entries make sense. Now, people's <laughs> yeah. dialogue entries have context, right? It's just an entirely different beast. And I love it so much. I really enjoyed Inquisition. In, yes, it's my favorite. I know it gets a lot of shit uh, for being open world and for deviating from their like top-down control, but I low-key hated the top-down. <laughs> so I'm super happy to have it be more interactive and not necessarily turn-based. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played Dragon Age in years, but I think it's another game that I definitely have to revisit soon. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I have a rule that if you have a video game that you love, you have to at least play it twice. Because experiencing the narrative um, from the beginning again after completing it clues you into so many little details that you had you know, no reason to pick up on the first time because you weren't aware. But it just it really makes those games so much better because you see all the time and effort and energy that these lovely developers and writers put in just to like have those little Easter eggs for you on a second go. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with Dragon Age 2, there's so many different party setups and oh my goodness, yeah, romancing different characters and yeah, it's oh a yeah, lot, a lot to do. Speaking of romancing oh, yeah. though, did you ever get the adorable <laughs> romancing down? I um am trying. I'm working on it. Yeah. I pair them together pretty often. Thank you for reminding me. I need to go change my party literally <laughs> later today when I'm streaming. Because um, I've been running around with Varric and Cassandra right now. And I definitely need to put um, Bull and Dorian back in there. And of yeah. course, Solus never leaves my party. He's, he's always there. He is a staple. Oh, Varric is a staple for mine. Just because of the relationship with Bianca. Oh my, oh my god, I just got to that quest. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the juicy dialogue about it. Because um, so they have good. so much good party banter about it. But yeah. Varric is, uh, he took the, what is it? It's like basically Artificer. And so he keeps putting bombs everywhere and he's destroying the wildlife. <laughs> and so he's got to go. He keeps killing the, like, the nugs and the little antelope. I'm in the Emerald Graves right now. And yeah. I just like, I can't bear it. I love those nugs with my entire heart. Yeah, the party AI isn't great in Inquisition. I remember playing no. with Varric in my party would just like stand off to the side and shoot nothing or drop traps in random places that didn't really help. Yep. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. mistake for specking him out that way. Like I will, yeah. I will take the blame for that, but I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. What did you, because um, obviously <clears throat> this question should both actually, to be fair. Because uh, it seems like you, I didn't really realize as well, Mike, that you're a big Dragon Age uh, fan. What did you guys oh, make yeah. of number two? Mm, I like two. I know that um, people didn't necessarily appreciate the way in which EA treated it. And um, Mike Dara has come out. David Gator has come out and talked about how they had to basically butcher the end of the game to appease EA 
and that they were unhappy with a lot of the end boss fights because they weren't supposed to be here. They just kind of got shoved in at the last second and they had to kind of quickly cobble together some, you know, thin narrative reason for this even existing. And it's, it's hard because you know that BioWare and their writers and developers are doing their best. Mm-hmm. Um, but EA has a habit of crippling games on occasion. And unfortunately, Dragon Age 2 is a, a casualty of that. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember the backlash, to be fair. How, how about you, Michael? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think after playing the first game and then jumping straight into the second one, like immediately, the, the, difference bet- the differences between the two was... I wouldn't say it made two unplayable, but just the lack of, like, said storyline and depth and just mm-hmm. what felt like recycled environments all over the game. Yeah. Like, it, it, it kind of put a dampener on the series for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, get I love the companions in two, though. The companions in two are pretty great. I do have to harp on Fenris. Please, fangirls, don't come for me. Um, <laughs> that includes me, I'm, I think. <laughs> I'm a huge mage rights proponent, and so I romance Anders, and I like Fenris. Don't get me wrong, but there was no way for me to reach him and be like, hey, there's a lot of similarities between the plight of slaves into Tevinter and the way in which mages are treated here in Southern Thetis. And like the attorney in me wanted to just bridge that connection so bad and like try to have like a reasonable conversation with him, but you can't. And he just refuses to acknowledge the similarities the entire game. And so we never really got along. And so uh, he ended up uh, challenging Hawk to the death in my playthrough. And I was so upset. (laughs) I just wanted to be friends. But sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, the casualties (laughs) of of how the the story goes and different companions. Um, Mm -hmm. I think touching on companions as well, I mean, it might be one of your answers to this next question, to be fair, because um, what I have down is what was it about or what is it about Bioware games that really drew you in or draw you in? Um, and because for me, I think when I think about Mass Effect and Dra- Dragon Age, it is the companions. I just love mm-hmm. them. And I love this. And as a result, I love the story as well, obviously, in, in mm-hmm. majority of them, especially Mass Effect. But the companions just, they make it for me. I always find it dead they enjoyable. They really do. And the depth. And yeah. I'm going to echo that. It's the narrative and the companions. Um, because, I mean, like, you have NPCs and, and lots of random games. And even, like, companion NPCs that run around with you. And they just, they don't quite have that magic to them that Bioware manages to achieve. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, I mean, I do understand why they chose different avenues for Dragon Age and for Mass Effect regarding companions. Like in Dragon Age, you have a different protagonist each time, mm-hmm. and therefore a lot of the companions are new. Um, and that that kind of hinders your ability to get as attached to them as you do in like Mass Effect, where you're playing the same protagonist. You get to keep most of your friends. And God, man, Mass Effect just really, really nails that that bond with these <laughs> pixels that you spend time with on screen. It's, it's great. 
it's a massive jump from the um i don't know if you ever played oblivion yeah. spoke about no. the, the adoring fan in oblivion if anyone knows about him it's, oh man uh, yeah. i'm so it's, sad i miss like really good classics like morwen and oblivion and whatnot like i didn't come into the franchise until skyrim and i um i'm skeptical of the older ones now just because the graphics are a little difficult and i don't have the nostalgia which is what helps uh, propel people through those games at this point so i'm super oh, sad that... i've heard such good things about them that's definitely a thing isn't it when you think back um sometimes a game when it appears outdated but if you've got that nostalgia for it <laughs> yep jump straight back mm-hmm. in because another bioware game for me uh, it's like star wars knights Royal republic Mm-hmm. I mean, when you play it now, it's pretty clunky, really. But because I was they're doing a remaster. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Jennifer Hill's gonna be back for it. Yeah, I am excited. I'm gonna play it. It's gonna be brilliant. I, I I don't know if you've heard about apparently the rumors are as well though they've completely overhauled the combat. Mm. I read an article, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, that they turning it more into a god of war style combat system interesting don't know how true that is obviously but yeah how would you feel about that <laughs> with knights of republic that would seem so different to me but i mean if it's a remake i haven't played either um i've watched god of war the newest one i watched mm-hmm. my spouse play that and i love it it's so cool i do want to play it myself before the next one comes out. I mean, good fucking luck, because I think it's going to come out sh- pretty shortly this year. Um, same with Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, but I am familiar with the combat style, even though I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's not going to make as much of a difference because I haven't played um, Nice of the Old Republic. But, I mean, the combat style from God of War, the newest one at least, looks pretty cool. It is really good. It looked I pretty satisfying. It. Yeah, it was. It was, to be fair. How about you, Mike? Did you ever play Knights or Republic? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I've played some really old Star Wars games, like the old CD-ROM Star Wars games, and that's where I stopped, really. <laughs> so That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really interesting what they do with it. Um, I'm excited. I, I, can, I can definitely see, like, just exchanging Kratos' axe for a lightsaber, though. It <laughs> definitely works. It would play well. Just chopping people up with a lightsaber <laughs> instead of an axe. Oh, I'm, I'm for that. Um, but yeah, so I think yeah, when it, uh, taking it back then to like uh, the the Bioware games, is there is there any other Bioware games that stand out for you at all that you might have played, or is it just mainly been the Dragon Age and and Mass Effect? I've heard a lot of good things about Jade Empire, which mm-hmm. is also a very old title. Um. What else have they touched? Did you play Anthem? I did not play Anthem. You, I, I mean, like, escaped. I haven't looked much <laughs> into it, right? Right, exactly. I've been hearing not great things about it, but I also know how the gaming community is, and I try not to give anything too much credence until I've tried it myself. Because a lot of people uh, like to, like, for instance, for Andromeda, a lot of people like to make a big fuss, um, and it's... It's just really not that bad. Like, I, I absolutely exactly, can yeah. see where some people might have an issue with, for instance, what's getting me right now is when uh, the camera zooms in, when Ryder's chatting with whoever she's chatting with, it'll just randomly pick a spot and fixate on it. <laughs> and, and Ryder's not there. 
the person she's talking to, not there either. But yeah. this wall, absolutely spotlight. Give them the limelight. <laughs> and it happens to me like, mm, God, maybe one out of every five conversations I try to have. So like that, yeah. But I think a lot of people were really hyper fixated on this being a continuation of the trilogy in some way, shape, or form, even though Bioware was like, hey, this is completely different. Mm -hmm. um, I think people are very attached to Shepard. And I mean, granted, of course, amazing character. I totally understand why, but it's a different story and you can't get mad at it for being a different story. No, exactly. And I, I actually, me and my friends spoke about it at the time when it came out, we played and completed it. Uh, Andromeda mm -hmm. and we sat there and we were like it's not as bad as everyone's making out like if this was called right. literally like Luke goes to space and that was the video game <laughs> I think most people would have been like yeah it's all right to be fair but because it was had the Mass Effect title people yeah. were really I mean, not it's happy still in the universe like oh man people were just being salty because they didn't get what they wanted and, like, to be fair, you can't please everyone. And so I think it's such a shame that that poor game studio got completely dissolved as a result of the backlash. Yeah. But I'm having a good time with Andromeda. I'm not that far into it. Um, I haven't even, like, locked in a romance yet. I don't even know who I can romance. You just get to flirt with everybody, which I appreciate. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Bioware. But, like, I mean, I think I just got to i just got to vold mm -hmm. and i chose to do vold before havarl so like the reveal of the alien races mm -hmm. very cool i'm over here like picking up every little scrap and drop of lore that i can because i'm trying to figure out what the fuck is up with the cat and i just like i don't <laughs> yeah. have enough information yet but it's super sus um, i'm enjoying it it's a it's a good game I think, yeah, I, I feel like it's a good game as well. I, I'm actually quite... I was disappointed that, obviously, there would be no continuation at the time because after mm -hmm. you complete it and, you know, story unfolds, I felt like there was enough there that gripped me to want to see more. But unfortunately, yeah. I, you know, I don't think we will ever see any more from, from that. I know we're getting, obviously, another Mass Effect, but... Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> which is going to be amazing. I mean, that's probably oh years and years out, but it is coming, apparently, so... I just, like, I didn't watch any of the N7 cast reunions until after I finished the trilogy because mm. I didn't want to get spoiled inadvertently. Because yeah, um, I was, like, we were talking about um, or alluding to that the print I have from Jennifer Hale, um, she was signing them live on Instagram, and I was just hanging out waiting for her to get to mine. And Mark Mir pops in, and they just start chatting, and he starts dropping whole-ass spoilers. And I had, <laughs> like... I hadn't finished the game at that point. So I was like, ah, oh my God. And I just had to pop out. And so I was just adamantly avoiding anything at that point. So when I did finally get to sit down, they knew, they a hundred percent knew. And I think the interviewer knew as well. Cause he kind of teased, he's like, Hey, would you guys, you know, potentially be interested in getting the game back together and doing another game? Mm. And it's just like, I mean, what kind of question is that? Like, <clears throat> we haven't had a, a new Mass Effect in years, but apparently, apparently. It's coming. So, oh, yeah. Man, I watched that trailer almost, the, yeah, Dalliari. basically yeah. the day after I finished it. And, like, I have faith. Um, not spoiling for you, Mike. 
Um, I, <laughs> I am ready. It, we're, we're not done. Um, I, I believe I, I'm ready. I'm the same. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be so good. I mean, I don't want to get my expectations too high, but because I love yeah, it so that's much. Dangerous. I, I, I 100% I'm on the same boat. Like, because Dragon Age 4 is in the works too. It is, and yeah. God, they've been having such a hard time. People are quitting left and right, and they're having to change creative directors. And so I'm like, please don't. Um, because I'm hopelessly <laughs> in love with Solace. So um, I, I care quite a bit about the way they handle this. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm with you completely, and I want to see Ugh. them. I want to see them succeed with Dragon Age and Mass Effect because obviously that oh, means absolutely. they'll continue as well, and hopefully we'll keep getting great games in those franchises. Um, Wouldn't that be the best? That'd be amazing. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, I've just noticed as well. Aaron's joined us, the uh, founder of Eblitz. I know he couldn't be with us at the start, but he's here. How you doing, mate? He's unmuted. But I don't know if his mic's working. <laughs> Flashbacks Sometimes to last that, week. No, it's not working. Yeah. No, it's, yep, there you go. Perfect. Houston to world. To world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was saying, really sorry uh, about the delay. And uh, don't let me interrupt the flow. I was being a very happy passenger. Just enjoying the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another game, Aaron. I, I feel like after each week, we keep recommending you games that you should play. Oh. And the list is growing and growing. It up. is growing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's what we like to see. <laughs> it is. That, that list by the end of this is going to be huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Emma, let's uh, go into obviously some of the final questions that we had. Then it was more in relation to your YouTubing and mm -hmm. streaming, of course. And I just wanted to know uh, what was it that made you want to create a YouTube channel and to uh, start streaming as well? So YouTube, I think I started in like 2015. Um, I actually watched a lot of Let's Plays. And at the time, I was just kind of a, a beginner gamer. And so there were a lot of things that I was interested in, but I didn't think I necessarily had the expertise to play. And so I would watch all of these Let's Plays. And um, I had just started to branch out into Skyrim and, and Dragon Age Inquisition. And I had a friend just offhandedly say, well, I mean, why don't you just do that? As we were, as I was showing them Let's Plays one day. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I had just never considered it before, but it made sense. Um, I have a theater background. I did broadcast journalism in high school. So I had all the expertise, both uh, talent and technical, to give it a go. And so I, I just did. And um, I have since just kind of specialized in first-time blind playthroughs of beloved games. And uh, streaming got thrown into the mix uh, <laughs> during the, the panini, the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, my position in our company got liquidated so they could retain other people. And I was like, oh, okay, well, hmm, what am I going to do now? One door closes, and... another opens. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, this is something I actually care about. Um, and I was very unhappy in my, like, office job. So I was like, let's, let's just do it. I, there's no better time than right now. 
Yeah. And it just, I mean, I made Twitch partner in four months. Yeah, so. that's really cool. And I remember as well, uh, at one point, you were on the Twitch advert? No. Yes! Was it for an Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> they had a compilation for In Seven Day, and that I was, was the thumbnail, and I was featured in the compilation twice, two different streams. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was that was great, to be fair. I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I, that, that's Emma. <laughs> it was over the moon. Because yeah. I actually like, didn't know. I wasn't following Twitch on Twitter or anything. And one of my friends messaged me and she's like, oh my God, is this you? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a moment to be fair. That is cool. Yeah. God, it was wild. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, what, what's your favorite thing then about YouTube and slash streaming? It's really a great way to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And I'm super, super bad at like, I guess normal people's small talk. Um, but when you get into communities like this, you have a million and seven things to talk about. Because if someone's here in my stream, for like for Dragon Age, for instance, mm -hmm. I know that they care about this, at least in some remote manner. Even if they haven't played the game, they're interested in it, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least in watching me play through it, even if they don't have much attachment to the game itself. And so... It's this wonderful sort of camaraderie, getting to share something that you love with other people who love it. It's, it is, it is such an amazing experience. And I just enjoy that so much. It's a hard because I don't play single games on my own anymore, like outside of stream, because it's just not the same. I can't like ask questions, or get to know cool tidbits of lore from people who have already played it. Um, my community, thankfully, is really good about offering up cool like facts and shit without backseating or spoiling. So we have a really great um, dynamic going. And it's just so much fun to share something that you love with other people who love it. Yeah, I totally get that. It's because I think time. when I complete like a single-player story game, for example... One of the first things I like to do usually is try and find a discussion about it on YouTube, yes, for example. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. Just so you can like nerd out with other people, even though they can't yes. hear me obviously at the time. Absolutely. But it's like, oh it's yeah. It's exactly the sentiment. Yeah. So that must be pretty cool because obviously you're getting that as live feedback or a live interaction as a result. Mm -hmm. And you built and up like quite a good talk. community as yeah. well. Yeah. Yes. Thankfully we've been, um, ever since that, uh, that one Mass Effect 2 uh, character reveal, yeah. uh, we've really kind of um, doubled down on having a zero tolerance policy for backseating and for spoilering. And so it really helps us have a quality community. If people are there, they're hanging out because they want to be there because they love the game and they appreciate or at least respect, right, the way that I'm playing it. And it's just, it's so nice we have such a wholesome happy healthy community where we get to have those long discussions about things that are happening in the game man when i finished the trilogy for mass effect we just oh my god we spent so much time chatting about it exactly what you were yeah and it's, it's so good it's <laughs> it's closure too right it's validation especially having to say 
goodbye to games sometimes and the worlds and the characters and man mm-hmm. it's just it's really great and i know not all streamers kind of experience it that way because match-based games are also super popular and they're super great they're super fun no shade there but there's something special about going through these story-driven rpgs with other people who have either played it and love it or just super into it and oh man it's so rewarding <clears throat> yeah completely agree and it feels like you actually make a you can make a connection can't you um and it mm-hmm. works really well do you so as a result as well are you i mean i remember back in the day you used to do community events um do you still mm-hmm. do that we literally just had one god was it the 21st Oh my God, was it really that recently? So actually last Friday, nice. um, we had our like a holiday-ish event mm-hmm. and we just basically played Jackbox together and we play, um, I have Patreon game night every month and we'll play Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Um, right now, <laughs> they have elected to watch The Expanse together. And so we literally watch three episodes every week and oh, then nice. just like, madly throw out theories and exclaim about what's happened it's just so much fun we definitely have a lot of community interaction and i really really appreciate that i mean patreons and like um non-patreons alike Mm -hmm. yeah i think it creates a nice vibe doesn't it and and creates Mm -hmm. good value in the community as well so oh yeah because like you said your community is a very happy positive one i i would Mm -hmm. say so yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a good thing you got going on there. Uh, when it comes to... So this is the last question I have before I hand it over to Mike and any questions that we've had for you, Emma. Um, but the last one I have is, is there any tips you would give to any aspiring streamers or YouTubers? I have been giving several webinars in just this vein lately, um, usually through the Gamers app. Mm-hmm. And... My one thing that I always try to emphasize is do something that you're passionate about. Um, I'm not a big believer in catering trends in the gaming industry. Like, for instance, like when Faz came out, Phasmophobia, and literally everyone and their mom is playing Phasmophobia. Um, don't do it because everyone's playing Faz. Do it because you absolutely love Faz. And I really think that that passion communicates through your experience as a streamer, people watching the stream. It's just so much easier to engage others, to interact with others. When you're doing something that you love, you're having a good time. Because honestly, if you're not having a good time when you're streaming, I don't know what you're doing. Like, there's no point at that point. Yeah, and it's so, probably going to come through as well on the stream. <laughs> exactly. People can tell. Um, I definitely made that mistake when I started out. Um, everyone wanted me to play Portal. And I was like, okay, I will play Portal. Um, And Portal's not a bad game, but playing four hours straight of Portal and nothing but Portal with no breaks from Portal was not for me. And having to, because I take all my streams and then I edit them down and um, put them on YouTube with, you know, the appropriate amount of memes and and i just like i was watching those back and i was like i look dead inside like i'm trying but i can tell and i was just like yikes i really hope that other people can't tell but i mean i know somebody has and i was like 
well, that's it. Can't do that anymore. Um, and so my new rule is, for instance, they were talking about StarCraft yesterday um, when we were streaming. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I haven't tried it. I'm not sure if it's going to be my jam or not, but I'm happy to give it a go. And of course, it was like, no, no, no. If it's not something that you're into, don't worry about it. But I'm always happy to give something a try. Mm-hmm. One stream, we test it out. If I like it, great. We continue. If I don't, it was a nice run. Yeah. And so it's really important to know your limits, know your boundaries, and above all, be passionate about what you're doing. Make sure that whatever you're creating, whether that's gaming or not, you care about it, you're passionate about it, and you are enjoying it. I think that's great advice, to be fair, for anyone who is starting out, because at the end of the day, you want to be as authentic as possible. So you want to make sure exactly. you're enjoying that <laughs> experience so exactly. it shines through. Yep, I think that's a, a very good point. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to Mike then for any questions that we've had. Um, if that's uh, good with you, Mike. Yeah, we've got a few. Um, I just wanted to mention, though, you guys mentioned having community events, and that's something that mm-hmm. people can start to look forward to with Eblitz very soon. Ooh, nice. So, that we can. <laughs> little, little plug, little plug. Yeah, on the Discord yeah. server. So yep. if you're listening on, on the, the podcast, uh, links in the description below. But yeah, sorry, Mike, go ahead. Yep. And another random thing as well. Talking about companions of Dragon Age earlier, I can't get the um, the woof from Sarah out of my head now. <laughs> if, if any of you guys play that game. Yes, yes. It's, it's awful. <laughs> oh my goodness. An iconic uh, moment. Yeah, yeah. It's going to haunt me now. It's nightmare <laughs> fuel for sure. <laughs> nightmare fuel. <laughs> no, but moving on to questions. So, um... We haven't really spoken about your cosplays too much. Mm. So I've taken a look at a few of them, and I love the Dragon Age cosplays, the Morrigan. I always want to call her Morgana. Yes. She's definitely a Morgana, <laughs> not a Morrigan. But yeah, <laughs> so um, we've had quite a few questions about this, actually. Um, which was or is your favorite cosplay that you've ever done? It, it is Morrigan. Um, which I iteration? Tried... I definitely cosplay the Inquisition version. Yeah. I don't um I don't have um an ensemble for her versions. I have some like in between ones like to be silly like I have like a pirate Morrigan and like the dark ritual version and like a modern um because I just love her to pieces and so every once in a while I just get the itch again and I'm like, "Well, we got to figure out another, <laughs> another way." But um, her, the original outfit that I built for her, um, entirely by hand, um, she's such a labor of love. Um, that's probably my most iconic cosplay. It, it to be fair, um, it, it's really good. I like it a lot. I worked very hard on it. The staff, everything. Um, it is definitely a fan favorite too. I cannot tell you how many photographers get in contact with me and they're like, hi, I want to shoot this lady. <laughs> and they link me a picture. Um, one of my no, pictures of her, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I mean, it takes like two, two and a half hours to get into that cosplay. So it's definitely a labor of love yeah, in, in every way possible. But she's a delight. The character is a delight. We just came across her in my playthrough after a Halam Shalal, which is wicked eyes, wicked hearts, you know, at the Grand Palace. And she joins you. And oh my God, 
she's just amazing. Claudia Black is phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. I've never been into cosplay or cosplaying myself, but I do want to make an outfit for my cat at some point. So, you know. <gasps> yes, <nice> <laughs> so cute. I'll dress her as Morgan. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> get her a little necklace. You get some little tiny blue feathers to attach to the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. This this is the next project. Already started. Drafting it right <laughs> now. So, so with the cosplaying things, was that something you were already interested in? Or was it like once you started getting into gaming, did that like throw you into the cosplaying community? So I actually started out modeling. I've been modeling since I was 21. And I discovered anime um, probably about 23. And um, I watched Inuyasha and was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I need to do this. And um, I just sat down by hand, made Kagome. And um, my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, well, you know, they have... Uh, conventions where people who are all dressing up like this will get together and hang out and i was like what I'd be up. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my god instantly and so like i made him a moro cosplay and we went to katsukon in dc and it was oh my god it was just over the moon and it just kind of went on from there and now it's kind of gotten woven into content creation um all of my thumbnails have cosplays in them for all my big series um like i just got done with one for writer um i definitely uh was very sad to learn that they don't make her blasto tank top in real life so i had to photoshop it um bioware please we all need that <laughs> tank top oh yeah me too but yeah. Yep. it's so good um but yeah like it uh the modeling came first and then the cosplay and then the and I just happened to have um, elf pictures of me because those are actually my wedding pictures, the thumbnail for Dragon Age Origin. Sweet. And I, I had them laying around and it just kind of became a trend. And it's kind of a bit of a struggle to, to balance both of them because creating cosplay is a um, time and yeah. finance consuming endeavor. And so now it's just kind of a hobby. I don't do it as much as I would like to because content creation takes a lot of work. It takes a little time. Speaking but of though, how's will... the um how's the Caitlin one coming along? <gasps> oh, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I I okay, I'm obsessed with Arcane. I'm a League of Legends player to begin with. I've been playing for like the last ten years. Um and so when it, Arcane came out, I was like, well of course I have to watch this. And I was absolutely blown away by how good it is. I was not expecting it. I was just expecting it to be kind of kitschy, kind of like Dota 2, poor things. And um, I am, <laughs> oh, what am I, like 26% uh, of the way towards that? Um, I'm chronically ill, so I kind of like had to put cosplay to the side a little bit. And I have to outsource more than I would like to point but i just don't have the energy to do youtube and twitch and like all the clip creation and social media management into being a content creator and take how many hours out of the day to sit down at my like sewing machine and create cosplay so i'm outsourcing bits and pieces getting it crafted by other amazing individuals and so yeah caitlin is is 
next on that list. I am impressed that He's, you knew that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because we just, uh, they, the kiddos, uh, my community got me all the materials for Arwen for my birthday last year. Because um, I just watched Lord of the Rings for the first time since Wait, I was for the eight. first time? Since I was a child. And I just <laughs> okay, like, okay. I went to the theater. I mean, I was like, I was like a preteen or something. I was a, a, an actual child. And so I was just like, oh, yay, whatever. And like, it didn't leave any lasting impression on me. And then I watched it again, like as an adult. And I was like, holy shit, this is good. <laughs> and so, of course, of course, I need to go cosplay Arwen. And all of my stuff is in, except for my wig from um, somewhere in Europe. So it takes a hot second to get here. But they have really good wigs. So I'm so excited to put that together. That was, I was doing it in the same way. Um, uh, my community is sweet enough to compile those fundraisers for me so I can continue to do the things that I love, um, chronic illness or no. And I really, really appreciate that from them. It's is, incredibly kind and generous. Is the Arwen cosplay, is that going to be with or without the even star pendant? Um, without, because it's underneath. I'm doing the writing scene, like the chase scene into okay. uh, Rivendell with the Nazgul, and it's underneath that. Um, so I, I do have the sword though, like the official licensed sword had a thing. So, okay. Small trade-off. <laughs> no, 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 no pendant. I think I'd prefer a sword a nice to a pendant sword. any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Sword's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Like I had to hunt that thing down. I had to actually like, I low key bought it from just some random guy cleaning out his basement in Florida. <laughs> no joke. And he was like, oh, I've got this. And I was like, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Please send <laughs> that, that my perfect. way. <laughs> uh, yeah. You said you, you mentioned playing League for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. What's your what's your role? What's um, your favorite I champion? I Seraphine too? main. Uh, um, can we pick her now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love Seraphine so much. So Sona was my main. I have I have an ungodly amount of mastery points. I think I have... Over half a million mastery points on Sona um, alone. Um, if I, I'm sure you guys have seen my stream set up, and I literally have that artwork of Sona over on the left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I've just been a, I do mage support, anything that heals. Because um, in World of Warcraft, I main a holy priestess, and that's just kind of my jive. And I mean, I play other things. I like Ari, and I love. Velcos, I'll change it up on occasion, but Seraphine. I love Seraphine yeah, so yeah. much. And nobody comment. expects an aggressive Seraphine. <laughs> and the amount of times I've gone like 24 and 7 and some other ungodly number because people underestimate the Seraphine, mm, it's delicious. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you keep her. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, you might upset Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I, I really can't say so that. I'm, I'm a disgusting Diana main anyway, so it's fine. Well, Diana's also great. Diana's fun. Yeah, Diana's yeah. my queen. She's so good. Also, Riot's first openly gay champion, everyone. Get in. <laughs> yes, we love. We Because love. they make <laughs> tiny illusions, like with Neil. Yeah, um, yeah. But they haven't, like, made anything canon until that, and I, we appreciate that. No, we, we definitely stand some inclusivity. That. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Speaking of in inclusivity as well, I saw you're part of Gamehers. I 
Yes. Do you want to plug those a little bit quickly? Absolutely. Um, I usually do their streaming 101 or career and streaming webinars, but I also am an ambassador for them. Um, I'm not as terribly active as I would like to be, but they have a really sweet, wholesome little community over there that um, is kind of catering towards providing a safe space for women and NBs and femme presenting individuals. Um, because I'm, I'm, it's pretty common knowledge that um, women don't always have the best time joining random lobbies and Call of Duty and whatnot. So um, they have a function where you can just kind of like, hey, um, I'm playing this. Does anybody want to pop in? And um, I haven't tried it myself. I just, I just don't have the time. And by the time I, it's League of Legends time, like wee hours of the night, and my personal friend groups and I were just getting angry about, uh, I don't know, whoever, ang Yasuo, Yone, Yi, whoever at the moment is. Any of the wise. Yep. Yeah, seriously. Oh my yep. God. Especially because Arif is out now. All random ultra rapid fire. Yep. Oh my God. I've just been yep. getting my ass Please. handed to me. It makes yep. me so angry. <laughs> but yeah, the gamers are great. They're really, really, really super sweet. Um, I actually got to help them streamline a lot of the way because um, I was part of the beta in which they credit artists and a lot of their copyright stuff, which is really nice because um, as, a, a, as a fellow artist, creator slash artist um that's that's that means a lot a lot of people don't understand copyright law literally at all and so they just repost things and either don't credit or take credit even worse and so i was really happy to work with them and the fact that they even cared about having a really solid policy for that to begin with really appreciated that yeah definitely and um okay last question to wrap things up then i guess uh, it's almost the end of January now, so this question's pretty much open for all of you guys. Did any of you make a New Year's resolution, and have you kept them until the end of the month? Hmm. Until the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it stops there. Once once we hit February, it's fine to give them up. I have been trying to reserve an hour a day to craft, and that doesn't have to be sit down and work on an, an enormous cosplay. Um it can be things like I bought a sweater and it wasn't exactly the color I wanted it to be. And so I hand dyed it and, and that's still crafty, right? Yeah, um, it definitely is. Yeah. And so little ways to try to slowly work back into maybe having better stamina for, for real cosplay. Cause I miss it so much. Like don't get me wrong. Um, doing the simple ones is totally fine and valid. And that is still cosplay, but I have a huge heart for the the bigger builds and the really accurate ones, like Morrigan. And so I'm just I am rearing to do some if I can if I can. So that's yeah. been mine, and I've been pretty good about it. Um, definitely not every day, but there are some days that I spend more than one hour, kind of like calling it even. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely how it works yeah yeah <laughs> what about y'all luke um i don't really i don't really do it i never really choose one 
So uh, you're, you're one of these people that like 10 years ago said your resolution was to not have a resolution <laughs> ever again. So, so in theory, in theory, you've done it like perfectly for 10 years now. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, nothing really came to mind that I thought, oh, I'm going to really try and make a change in that sense. Or, you know, I guess a lot of people might be a Brit thing, cut out chocolate and stuff like that. But no, nah, it's not oh, really no, no. something I do. I don't want I to give up chocolate like that. No. <laughs> Y'all have such good chocolate, though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Why cut it out? It's too good. But no. Uh, what about you, Mike? Um. So mine was a lot of like self-care resolutions, and mm -hmm. I've decided Amazing. that, like, every weekend now, I've just been going on dates with myself because you know why not? Yeah, so why I've not? been That's doing awesome. a lot. I've been doing like a lot of, you know, when you get in your mind, like an activity that you want to do, but mm -hmm. then you put it off for whatever reason. So like over the January, I've done archery, I've done kayaking, I've done mountain uh, bouldering, nice. like all of these things, like on a list of things that I've always wanted to do, but made up an excuse for whatever reason. Nice. So, You've been very active. <laughs> yep. That is so phenomenal. I'm so proud of you for putting that time aside to to do the things that matter to you. It's it's like it's so it's much harder important. than a lot of people give it credit for. So that's amazing. Yep, I definitely yeah. agree. That is really good. Uh, how about you, Aaron? Have you got anything? Um, I used to do this thing about uh, uh, learning one new things a year. Uh, I actually picked up bouldering a few years ago as well. Uh, I'm yet to learn. To find one for 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 this year, I'm actually thinking about trampolining. Trampolining, trampolining. Ooh. that's very out there. I like that. I'm gonna have yeah. to add that one to my list. I think. Well, that everybody can jump. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly a high bar, even though how far I would take it. Is. <laughs> it's actually I'm sure good there's fun. like, yeah, I'm sure there are cool things you could do with it. Um, like doing different tricks on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I um. I'm very scared with my uh, head upside down, so I've never quite managed to flip. Um, so, um, you know, that could be my my thing for this year. There learning. you go. If not, there's always like twirls and stuff that you can do. Yeah, and you'll sort me out. Yeah. Make sure <laughs> You're going to have to make sure someone films it as well, Aaron, so we can see. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll be there. That, that's going straight up on the Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah trampoline That's is a good one it is good fun to be fair good fun i love that i feel like i need to pick something now <laughs> yeah I need, I need to go away after this podcast and think about something that i need to start <laughs> a new I mean, energy drink look that's a challenge a new what sorry <laughs> a new energy drink <laughs> yeah yeah probably cutting out energy drinks is, is probably more uh oh my goodness oh, that should be pleasant to be around if you do that <laughs> oh, well not when i'm cold turkey <laughs> yeah no yeah that's probably a good that's probably a good one actually you should probably cut down <laughs> yeah mike had a really good approach to it so like finding something that you really want to do I yeah. mean, and if that's cutting out energy drinks, it's cutting out energy drinks. Yeah. I prefer Mike's, which is more, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I, I mean, mood, mood. Yeah, I just prefer, like, you know, doing things, activities. That, that's really cool. Like, think, I'll, uh, I'll come pick you up next time, Luke. <laughs> we'll, we'll do something together. Yeah, cheers, man. 
I mean, there's probably so many things that people think about doing that they don't do because, like you said, Mike, mm-hmm. you think about a reason not to, and it's really easy to think about a reason not to do stuff a lot of the times. So I think to actually get out and do it is definitely a good thing. Absolutely. How about um, any any more, Michael? Was that, that last uh, one? I think that was the last question. I can't see any more else in the chat. All right. Nope. Perfect. Well, uh, thanks very much for that. And obviously, um, thanks, Emma, for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, we've had a really fun chat with you as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invite. I always love chatting. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, yeah. Really do appreciate it. And obviously, if you are listening to this, all of uh, Emmeline's socials and you know twitch youtube links all in the description below also be sharing them on our social pages as well so definitely go and check out her content because it is really good and i highly recommend it so uh yeah once again thanks very much for coming on really do appreciate that um and then when it comes to us we do as i mentioned at the start do this every friday around 2 p.m or 3 p.m gmt depending on what times we can get guests on so if you do want to be a part of the uh live live event then that's how you get involved in our discord join the link via the link in the description below and then you can get involved ask questions and stuff like that um but obviously if you are listening to this after the fact then you'll know that we're on spotify as well as I believe, well, we're definitely on Anchor, but I believe it's Google Podcasts as well. So if you do ever want to listen back to any of the other guests we've had on, then you can do there as well. And also, Aaron, I believe, is there a new release coming out next week? Um, we have one coming out today. Oh, another, uh, oh, Friday release again. Another one. So <laughs> <laughs> then we, we planned uh, this week. Lots of, uh, lots of bug fixes. Uh, we, we do have a new sort of uh, login journey, something that uh, I had a little bit of a, a meeting in the team, just really wanted to change that, and we did. Uh, I, I do agree with them now. <laughs> it is definitely for better. Uh, and we do have some pretty significant updates coming out uh, in the next couple of weeks, so I'll keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, definitely echo those. Uh, it's going to be really interesting because I have obviously seen some of the updates that are coming, and it is really exciting. So definitely check them out because if you are looking for you know better teammates to play with or just to find gaming friends then download eblitz off the android or app store and once again links all in the description below so definitely check that out and let us know what you think We're always happy to have your feedback but uh once again thanks emma really do appreciate it thanks mike and obviously aaron as well for joining uh wherever you're listening to this in the world we hope you have a good day and we'll be back next week to discuss some more gaming bye guys yep. Thanks, Bye.